Welcome back, sports fans. We've got a great show for you today. We could not take on the road to WrestleMania on our own, so we've asked for a tour guide, so we're excited to share that with you. But until then... I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. And I'm Mary Beth Smith. We've got some thoughts on Aaron Andrews. We've got some thoughts on Carmelo. We've got some... Guys, we have thoughts. We just have so many thoughts. Thoughts, feelings, musings, retorts. The moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup. All right, gentlemen, let's get things kicked off with some basketball talk. Uh, Let's start with the 76ers. Well, the Philadelphia 76ers are, at the time of this recording, sitting with an 8-55 and record, the worst in the NBA. And last week, they became the first team officially eliminated from the playoff picture after falling to the Washington Wizards. GM Sam Hinkie remarked, We would rather think of this as, we were the first to clinch a lottery pick. (laughs) Skimming for Simmons. (laughs) Going the complete other way, from worst to first, the Golden State Warriors recently lost their sixth game of the year to the lowly Los Angeles Lakers in a game where the Splash Brothers won a combined one from 18 for the three-point line. Afterwards, Kobe Bryant was quoted as saying, nah, 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 boo-boo, stick your head and do, do, oh, broke my hip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, New York Knicks forward Carmelo Anthony was recently asked if he was envious of his NBA peers, such as LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul, and all of the successes they've had. And he says, I don't think envy is the right kind of word. I do look at my peers and say, damn, what am I doing wrong? I should be there. He then asked the reporter if he knew where Melo could pick up his $279,000 paycheck for that night's game and said, I got to get going. Otherwise, Lala's going to leave me here again. I think his first start was uh, re-signing with New York. Exactly. Isaiah Thomas ruined that team. (laughs) Recently at a Braves and Pirates game, a man thrust out his hand and saved a young boy from being hit in the head with a bat who was gleefully on his cell phone. The man recently just undid all of Darwin's hard work. Uh, The boy who must have been 10. 10 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of even saying thank you, just responded with, Man, I'm trying to get my swerve on. I'm trying to get these Tinder hotties, Netflix and chill, YOLO, <laughs> bangerang, Peter. Is that Happy that? face emoji, baseball emoji, 100 emoji. Is that how you think that child talks? Yeah, uh, he yeah. was at a Braves or a Pittsburgh game. Dude. No offense, but yes, that's exactly oh, how that child boy. talks. This week, the Major League Soccer season kicked off. Thus, kicking open the pitch session for how MLS is going to get more people watching. Which I think is an admirable goal for the organization. I think they could send out kits in a uniform fashion to people in cities who have less popular teams. I mean, obviously, the Pacific Northwest is totally on board. That area is... So many white people who just want to wear scarves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounder's good to me. It gets cold up there. A little bit of timber. <laughs> yeah, I, they got a Columbus crew neck, and they need to warm up with some of those scarves. <laughs> well, maybe it'll light a Chicago fire under their ass to get out to those games. Red Bull shit it will. There's no way they're going to get fired up to come out. I mean, there's got to be someone in the L.A. Galaxy who actually will want to show up and fill these stands and watch these things. That's Real. That's Real Salt Lake. (laughs) You know, at least they're making a sporting Kansas City try of it. Who knows, man? Maybe all these efforts could make a Montreal impact. 
Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz in UFC 196 when Diaz made McGregor submit in the second round, disproving the stereotype that the Irish can fight. Oh, that's bullshit, the Joe. You give me a whiskey and a bottle of woman, and I'll get them both pregnant. <laughs> now that's something I could watch. <laughs> Dolphins running back Lamar Miller is in contract talks with the team, and he says he wants a quote-unquote DeMarco Murray-type contract. Well, you know what, Lamar? I want Natalie Dormer and a mansion on the beach somewhere, but neither of those things are going to happen. Right, the Joe? Yeah, I wish that I could find a wallet that could fit all my $100 bills, and I wish that my dick would shrink down to a normal size so I could buy standard underwear, but it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, get realistic, Lamar. Yeah, Get realistic like I am, Lamar Miller. Coming from the file of news that you knew before he did, Peyton Manning has announced his retirement officially, uh, saying that there's something special about the number 18 and, and uh, his 18 years in the NFL is all that he needs, and that truly this is exactly how he wanted to leave in the midst of HGH allegations and being brought up about a sexual assault lawsuit uh, regarding his college. And, oh yeah, I guess there's also a Super Bowl. So that's exactly the storybook finish that he pictured. The NFL banned the chop block in an attempt to keep players safe. This move is great for current NFL players' careers and a huge blow to Jackie Chan's potential NFL career. Um, however, you can buy the shop block in the As Seen on TV section of your local Bed Bath & Beyond. I believe that. I think that was Vince from ShamWow who was pushing it. Slap Chop. That's the Slap Chop. Slap Chop Block. Slap Chop Block. Slap Chop Block sounds like the missing piece of the guillotine. <laughs> well, yeah, where, where do you think you put your Slap Chop to hold it? On a Slap Chop Block. Thank you. <laughs> This week in the NFL was the first opportunity for teams to use their franchise tag on players they can't quite get negotiations with. The Bears kept Alshon Jeffrey on a franchise tag. The Dolphins tagged Oliver Vernon. The Washington Potatoes marked Kirk Cousins. The Ravens, for some reason, got their kicker, Justin Tucker. And the Browns franchise tagged the memories of Bernie Kosar. You're not getting away that easy, Bernie. I don't care how bad you went out of the city. We are not letting you go. That's all for the lineups. Stick around after the break. We've got some thoughts on Aaron Andrews' recent uh, court case and some, a wonderful session with good friend Sarah Shockey on the road to WrestleMania. In 2005, the Cleveland Browns went 5-11, and disappointing fans everywhere. But across the universe, there was hope for all NFL fans. The Space Browns were 15-1 and, and heading into the playoffs with a first-round bye. Zorgon 8, the Blot Swinger, had a QB rating of 4,012 units, and hope was found in another galaxy. Bring the coolest from across the town. Cleveland Browns, Space Browns, Cleveland Browns, Space Browns. Looks like it's time for walk-ons. On Monday, a jury awarded Fox Sports reporter and co-host of Dancing with the Stars, Aaron Andrews, $55 million in her lawsuit against a stalker and two hotel companies. The stalker successfully requested to stay in rooms adjacent to Andrews at two hotels and altered peepholes to record her nude and posted it online. The hotel's lawyers argued that Andrews' fame and popularity clearly hadn't been damaged irreparably. Yeah, it's no big deal. She doesn't deserve it agreed every would-be sexual criminal across the country. The grossest part is how 
the guy was able to get rooms next to her twice. Exactly, and that's why she said that the like. Uh, 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 can I can I stay next to Aaron Edgers? Yes. Oh, okay, great. Like the fuck. Well, he, and they they went into detail of how he did it. He uh, called the hotel, pretending to be part of like the booking party and wanted to confirm the reservations when he got into the hotel he snuck into an off-limits area used an employee phone to like call the directory and find out which room she was staying in then made the request to stay in that room and aaron andrews was saying that the hotels were culpable because they did grant that request and they should have she says that they should have at least been like hey ms andrews somebody requested to stay next to you we just wanted to make sure that was okay with you or that you were aware and she says she would have called the police right away if she found out that that had happened um also this guy is a fucking tool and piece of shit i i mean like just that list of things that you rattled off that he went through to be able to do this is so disturbing and so like i just it's just because she's a woman who talks about sports so she was like put on this you know in this place that so few women are that she's just immediately objectified in a way that is so unfair and disgusting and like oh this whole thing really was frustrating hearing about the defense that uh, they were trying to make of like, oh, well, she got more famous, so no one really deserves to pay out uh, any damages. Is Oh, gross. That is literally something the lawyers tried to use in the defense. I am so, so happy with uh, the verdict. I mean, the, the decision on Monday was simply to determine where the blame lies like the culpability yes it it was already determined that um the uh hotels were were responsible and uh the the and the criminal is currently serving time behind bars um but the the court found that the individual is 51 percent responsible and the other 49 percent which i don't know how you can come up with the the exact specific numbers of this Uh, the other 49% was split between the two hotels. It happened in uh, Nashville and... Uh, I mean, it, it happened in Nashville and Columbus, Ohio. Ugh. So, fuck you, Michael David Barrett. Hey, can I re- commit a crime and then request to be put in the cell next to his because I'm <laughs> part of his new prison gang and then just beat him with a baseball bat twice weekly? Yeah, we can make that happen. I assume that he expects you to be there. I check. would start smoking marijuana again as a criminal offense just to go to jail for that reason. But only for that reason. <laughs> to try to I get would. next to that guy. Uh, it's it's just really, it's really troublesome. This whole situation is really troublesome for me because I just know that there's so many men out there who are high-fiving their buds going like, worth it. Yeah. You know, like thanks for taking one for the cause, bro. Yeah, like you know, and even if they try to play it off as a joke or whatever you want to say, dudes listening to this, that kind of behavior is not okay in any way. If you try to condone someone stalking a woman so that they can post a video that she is not aware is being taken on the internet, if you ever try to condone that kind of behavior even if you're trying to play it off as a joke with your buds behind closed doors not a woman in sight screw you like it's not okay her privacy was violated multiple times i'm glad that there's going to be some uh culpability for this Mm -hmm. and it's just don't do not do not high five your buds and go worth it because it's just that's the kind of stuff that keeps this happening. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I, I know that some of the, the internet commenters were like, well, she doesn't need the money. Like, why? And it's not about that. It's about sending the image that this isn't okay. And hopefully the next time a thought like this crosses somebody's mind, they can think, well, shit, I don't want to have to pay $55 million or spend two and a half years behind jail. So maybe I won't just assume that this woman's body is here for my visual consumption. 
It's and also like, I mean, something that she said in the process is that, you know, she's never thought about any hotel the same way since this happened. No. How could she? No, you can't. How could she? You absolutely can't. Even think in it. her own personal life, you know, every step of the way, she has second guessed where she's staying. You know, she's had to have higher security. Literally every moment of her life has been affected by this happening. So you can't just say, oh, she has money. You can't just say, oh, it already happened. The guy's behind bars. Her, she's still suffering the consequences of this being allowed to happen to her. Yeah. How would you feel if somebody snuck into your hotel room, took a video of you, you and your tiny dick, put it online, and then you had to go around knowing that everybody knew that you had a tiny dick instead of pretending that you had a big one, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and not to mention the fact that uh, you did not, you know, there's nothing that you could do to get that all, like scrubbed yeah, from the internet. Yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah, that's the other gross thing. Like it's out there and there's Forever. no you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like she never gets that part of her private life back. No. She she doesn't and you know I mean I guess I am the optimist trying to find the silver lining is that that now these hotel companies because you've hit them where it hurts in their wallet will they now contact these not even higher profile will they contact anyone uh celebrity or non-celebrity who says hey i'm with them can i have a room next to theirs is it now something that they'll look further into and contact everyone not just with the celebrities hopefully but with you, regular people you, saying hey yeah. It, it, yeah are you with this person yeah, hey, those are my friends. My friends are already here. I'm totally with them. We're such good friends, unrelated. Why, where are they staying? Yeah. What, you can you tell me the room and floor that they're on? I swear we're all together. We're so good friends. We're going to talk about it later. I just forgot to ask. Um, also, what credit card did they have on file? Yeah, you, you would think there would have to be some, some due diligence here that just didn't happen. Well, I mean, now that they're... So they're splitting the two at a 49%. We'll call that half. And I assume they had to give 51 to him. But then they took the 49% as a monetary because there's no way that this asshole has $55 million. No, he was like an insurance agent, I think, from, from the Chicago area. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's in, you know, debt hell for the rest of his life. And he'll be in hell for the remainder of his afterlife if there <laughs> is one. Uh, but so then the monetary split has to be a 49 just so she can recoup some of this cash because there's no way he can pay it off. So now that these guys are basically on the hook for what, 14 million a piece or so. Yeah. Uh, shit. Maybe now they'll start paying attention. Hopefully. And I mean, these, these are two franchises too. So they, these aren't like the, it wasn't the chain. It, it was like, uh, it's not it, the your motel. Yeah, but like it's a Marriott in name, but the Marriott company isn't the one that's been on the hook. It's the it's the owner of the individual hotels. It's the franchised out yeah, Marriott. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, I mean I would have to imagine that's a much bigger hit relatively for these guys than it would be for the, for that big chain. And yeah, I mean that's exactly what I was saying. Hopefully I think the purpose of this is setting a precedent, allowing somebody in the future to go like, ah, I don't want to end up like that other situation. I'm going to check or you know what? I'm not going to try to sneak into this hotel and do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'll just be a piece of garbage in my own home. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> do you agree, MB? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Greetings, mammals. The following is an interview with Chicago comedian, musician, and noted condiment artist Sarah Shockey. My human counterparts experienced a few small technical difficulties during the recording, and you may hear varying quality or small gaps in the audio. While I, Robo Jackson, do not take any of the blame, I still offer apologies to you, our organic listeners. Enjoy the show. Honestly, I think it might be fun to just hear, to like start out by hearing you speak to 
the fact that you're like a newer wrestling fan? It was a snowball effect, really, because my boyfriend and his best friend, uh, my boyfriend Sean Rose and his best friend Stephen Winchell, started watching Raw after, I believe, Steve got back into it. He went home to Connecticut, and his brother is a fan who's never gone away like he has been there since childhood and people dip in and out but Dave Winchell is always a fan and Steve came back and was like oh you know this cardinal bar that we go to shows raw on Mondays I think I'm gonna start watching it and Sean was like yeah I could get into this and then I would meet up with them to be like cool what's everybody doing (laughs) like the first few weeks I would just kind of it would play in the background and I would just kind of accept that it was happening and like occasionally ask a few questions but like you know largely just look at my phone and do my own thing and then there was one match where they were in new york city and uh this guy dean ambrose had left earlier in the show got on the subway it was like new york baby (laughs) out in the city and he comes wheeling back in with this giant hot dog cart and he just starts beating the crap out of seth rollins with like relish and like ketchup and mustard and there's just this like moment of like light washing over me and I was like what is this This is my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life that is a perfect origin story oh my god how can you Dean's still my favorite like he's still Jeans Ambrose is your favorite Dean Ambrose is my absolute favorite wrestler I like to call him Jeans he wrestles in jeans jeans I mean he wrestles in jeans Jeans Ambrose He's, he's a big uh favorite with the Teenage girl Viners, too. There are endless edits of Dean Ambrose. Oh. <laughs> to like dubstepy music. Man, I don't even know who this guy is. It's a good uh, he's amazing. to have on your side. He's, he's good. I had him in my Royal Rumble oh, lottery pool. We all pulled numbers before we watched the Rumble, and then those wrestlers that you would cheer for. I mean, you had a good moment there where it looked like he could have done it. I I was on my knees at that point, like, just crying at the screen. Dean Ambrose kind of looks like if uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper did meth instead of coke. Yeah. Here's why I like about Dean Ambrose. His whole character is, like, he's a lunatic. He's, He's unpredictable. But, like... He has dimples and like he can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he He's dates a one of the um, female like you know like round table people, Renee Young in real life, and uh, I that's a great couple. I like to think about what they're doing right now most of the day. <laughs> um, so like, uh, Dean Ambrose is popular with the teenage miners. Who are the other like big like marquee? Uh, superstars in the league right now. There are so many injuries and disappointments. I mean, Daniel Bryan is like a legend and he could do anything and everyone would just be on board, but he kept getting injured. He kept coming in and going out and coming in and going out. And now he's officially retired. So that was like a big blow to everybody. Um, Cause it is the end of an era. Like he took over the WWE against like, like, Vince didn't want him to be a face, you know, like, that everyone got behind, but he got screwed over so many times, and he was so likable that, like, the WWE universe, which is what they call the fans, yeah, uh, just, like, riled up and were like, no, this is our champion. So He was so over when it was so obvious that the E didn't want him to be, and there was nothing that they could do but print yes t-shirts. Like, yeah. I just remember watching and being like, God, they don't want him to succeed. And it's just, yes, yes, yes. They couldn't, no one could get a word in edgewise. Like, it was truly, like, I think part of why he was so great was it was like we all watched a revolution of, like, yeah, the, the man didn't want him to succeed. He was too <laughs> small, you know, he was too this, too that. He was too normal, but he was such a, like, loving, nice guy. that, And he was so good at wrestling. That was like, so he just retired. So that's a no. Um, Seth Rollins is injured, and he was, like, the greatest, like, heel champion. Like, the kind of guy who has his belt, and then someone comes in to challenge him, and he runs away. Like, he was just the smarmiest. (laughs) uh, Love to hate him. Um, But he's out on injury, and John Cena's out on injury right now, who's, like, you know, obviously everybody's uh, boys 
Boys love John Cena. Everybody else goes back and forth on whether or not they currently like or don't like John I, Cena. I did not realize that he was still uh, like an uh, an active roster member. Really? Yeah. I mean, when she, when you asked who the major players were, the only name that really came to mind for me was John Cena. So it is surprising to find out that he is going to be not participating because of injury. Hey guys, you might notice a little bit of difference in the rest of this interview. We fixed a small audio problem, which should clean up the rest. Where were you on that one, Robo Jackson? I've been here the whole time, Huli. And I'll be here long after your flesh decays. Robots forever. Or at least until the singularity. So, Daniel Bryan's out. John Cena's out. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins out. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins out. out. Who, uh, let's so talk about who's huh? in. Let's. Uh, I watched the Royal Rumble, and I know the results, but some of our less educated viewers might not. Let's go into who won, what the road's looking like. Let's start from the top and kind of work our way down. What's the championship match looking like at this point at Mania, Sarah? All right, well, don't quiz me, uh, because you know all this better than I do. <laughs> but right now, our champion is none other than uh, Cerebral Assassin Triple H, Yep. which is crazy because he's the COO. Um, I think what was going on, WWE was not having wonderful ratings because they're really, really, really pushing Roman Reigns on everybody, which yeah. Roman Reigns, no one really has a problem with until they start pushing him really hard. Uh, so Roman Reigns is fine. He was a member of the shield, which was, you know, I know Seth that Rollins. one. They're inhumans. They, they're, um, they're nope. under Nick Fury. Different, no. different Joe. The Avengers no. initiative. No, okay. different nerd no. stuff. <laughs> Misunderstood. Uh, it was a brotherhood. It was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. But the thing is, is that Seth Rollins has a thing. Dean Ambrose has a thing. Roman is just still the guy from the Shield, but they're pushing him really hard. Uh, so, to I think combat dropping ratings, they just started bringing in like, okay, Triple H is here for the championship. Uh, Vince is back. He hadn't been on TV in years. He has been at almost every Raw of the last couple yeah. months. Uh, Shane. Shane O'Mac. Yeah, <laughs> Shane is back. Uh, fighting The Undertaker, which is like Ugh. a match that people are excited about, but baffled by. Do people realize that it's not 99 anymore? <laughs> yeah, they're, we're all just like dipping right back in, and I don't <laughs> think anybody really minds. Like, I'm excited to see how it goes, but I keep thinking, what if they what if something changes? Like, what if Shane is replaced by, like, a John Cena or something like that? Like, there's conspiracy theorists who think that maybe that's going to happen. Sure. Like, he's a placeholder I'm for the time for being? I'm anything. I, I personally love Shane O'Max at WrestleMania because he always goes nuts. Uh, yeah. At least, at least from, from what I know from Reddit, I remember, he's like, what's the tallest thing? Cool. I'm jumping off that. Yeah, and it's crazy because he, he just hasn't been around, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's back. So I want to know what's gone on behind the scenes to make that happen. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, let's just see how this plays out because uh, why not? <laughs> this is all interesting from a mostly outsider's perspective because to me it seems like wrestling is kind of doing what, like, Pokemon does where it's like it seems <laughs> like it's like in another cycle of popularity Maybe that's out of line, and maybe it never left, but to me, it seems like wrestling is really popular right now, so it seems interesting that uh, from the inside, it seems like they're kind of struggling and trying to find older talent to keep people interested. Well, I think it's um, they're combating like how things are changing. So they started the WWE Network, which is like Netflix for WWE. So there's all these young people that have access to it now, but then it's also like you don't want to alienate your older fan base, and they've just been kind of figuring out how to balance that, especially with all these, you know, injuries, because they really work these guys so hard. Like, they, if they're not doing, you know, a bunch of matches a week and, like, house shows and all kinds of stuff, they're doing these crazy TV shows now to fill the network with content, and uh. it's like... It is no like I'm surprised that more people aren't out more often because it's it's crazy. And it's wow. like I want to see him as much as the next guy. But I also do worry that, you know, trying to balance all of this, it's all new. They're working really hard. Interesting. So it's almost like the popularity is like forcing 
people to be like more worn down <laughs> I can, yeah I mean I think it could be but also I don't know because it's yeah. like I don't wrestle I don't know like oh man wrestlers just get injured so bad for sure but the yeah. funny thing is like I remember um, so I, I probably watched um, probably like 98 99 through 2004 2005 and then like I, it w- I didn't fall off a cliff like it just kind of petered out um, but like most of the time I don't really remember big super big name superstars getting that injured are who you is your favorite crazy? then crazy no i'm not other than like no she's uh, l- l- yeah who was your favorite my favorite individual superstar likely the undertaker my favorite tag team edge and christian Oh, and they have a brand new TV show that's not very funny. <laughs> oh no, was it supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like, it's it's weird was it like supposed an MTV like prank show from like back? Yes, it's it's nuts. I was gonna say, tell me it's a prank show. Oh, that's my new everything. <laughs> it's like it's not quite a prank show, but it feels like a prank show. Like it wants to be, but just listen. Come over, we'll watch an episode. You can decide whether or not you like it. It's like <laughs> buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it called? Do you know? Oh, it's like Edge and Christian something. That's so terrible. <laughs> Rooting over jokes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always love those the, guys and their wait, attitude. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's called. They deserve a show. They just they need better writers. It's called. They needed a better writer just for the title. It's called the Edge and Christian Show. That totally reeks of awesomeness. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't even say it. That's 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 kind of in the shtick of what they did. Okay, well they, they also build it as uh, they wanted the show to be more part Key and Peel, part Tosh.0, and part Saturday Night Live. It's <laughs> none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, sound like. I, that's probably their target the demographic. Like, they, you can feel that they have that intention, but like you can also feel that like no one's writing it. <laughs> oh, that is too bad. Um, so those were like my favorite guys from back in the day. And what I was what I was trying to say was like I remember Triple H like tearing his ACL trying to pedigree somebody through an announcer's table, and like mm-hmm. the I, I remember like watching it being like oh that wasn't supposed to happen the way that it did happen. Like the rest of the wrestlers. That's always were, a scary. We're like, yeah. cause they, they were like kind of scrambling around like, okay, triple H has to win this. What are we, do, what are we going to do? But like, I remember how huge that was mm-hmm. and like how the, the rest of the, um, the rest of the roster had to kind of fill that void, you know, and, and try to make sure that stuff wasn't going to, uh, skip a beat yeah are you saying that i'm crazy for remembering no, things no, that no, way no you're absolutely right it's a lot of uh theater aspect in that the show must go on and you know there's a lot of yes ending happening and like okay well we're gonna figure this one out and like you know a lot of guys selling it and making their scene partner look really good yeah like, can i tell you guys a story please, absolutely please. that's I the whole purpose a of resistance this. pro wrestling show which is like an indie yeah. collective um out in the burbs this weekend and there's a huge tables match it had been super built up it's like these two guys had this rivalry for a year it was one of the guys 500 professional wrestling match Holy and shit. he separated his shoulder like tore the ligaments in the first minute of the match and <gasps> still went on for 14 more minutes and uh, got thrown like into a row of chairs, had like bleachers overturned on him. Like it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen live. I don't know if you could capture that energy. Like, I don't know if I'd want to see something like that again, because knowing how hurt he was and what a show he put on, but it's like one of those things people say like, Oh, wrestling's fake. It's planned out and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's also like the aspect of like most people in the world couldn't do that. Yeah, wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, Jesus. Did you, was there indication to, like, you and the audience that he was that injured? While I mean, he... there was a feeling in the air. Like, him getting up took a little longer every now and then. Like, there was a feeling of, like, is he okay? And then at one point, um, and his name's Rob Fury. He's wonderful. You should look him up. And he was fighting um, Shane Mercer, the Iron Demon. And they're two of my favorite, like, up-and-comers. Um, he whispered something to one of the owners and he like ran off and the guy, the bell ringer next to me was like, 
he's hurt. Something's going on. They ended up, uh, his girlfriend had to drive him to the hospital, um, and he got x-rays and he's recovering now, but it was like one of the most intense things. And that's, that's not WWE. Like that's what's happening. You know, it's like the level of people who are like trying to get to that level. You have to work that hard everywhere. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, I have been to my fair share of raws and smackdowns and i think even a couple pay-per-views and like having watched it for years like the people who say like oh this is fake like sure there are storylines and and you know they're predetermined these men aren't really mad at each other yes (laughs) yeah right but still the the Mm, i've seen some shoot fights (laughs) uh but the 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 physical duress that these uh, men and women put themselves under to perform, you know, just for our yeah. entertainment yeah, is no, it's ridiculous. And sometimes, like, I mean, I've seen ECW shows back in the day, and I don't know how many people were at the uh, Resistance show, but if there were, what, more than a thousand there, right? It was an amazing house. What, Resistance? Yeah. I don't know if there were more than a thousand. It was a well-sold show, but it was in like a gym auditorium. See, that's what I'm saying. And like, they're not getting like they're getting feedback and like you know juice from the audience. They're getting a big pop, but right. it's nothing like these WWE's guys that are selling out stadiums. Like at Dallas this year, Mania is going to be huge. You get a little bit more adrenaline. Like mm-hmm. some of these guys. Like I saw a uh, little Spike Dudley go through a table with thumbtacks in front of. Couldn't have been more than 200 people in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and the, and he, like, you know, got up and was, like, smiling after, like, crimson mask, blood running down his face, and couldn't be happier and went backstage and probably started quoting Shakespeare. Like, it's just nuts. Yeah. I mean, the the guy, the group of guys who got me into wrestling, um, some of that circle also did amateur wrestling. So, like, I went to see them in front of a house of, like, 15 people on a good day yeah yeah um one time they it's not that different than what we're doing no. yeah two no true I mean, our, moan prayer <laughs> our scars our scars are just emotional um, <laughs> uh but uh, it was really cool i had in fact one day they had somebody bail at the last minute so they had me dress up to do his bit it was vi- it was non-physical but it was a uh they were doing like this ongoing series of video game characters fighting each other so I was 2D Link, um, oh, and I nice. was up against um, uh, Proto Man from Mega Man. Oh yeah. So like my thing was like I could I couldn't like turn around. I had to, <laughs> I could only keep my my sword out in front of me. But he ended up bouncing off the ropes and running into it. So I I won. It was it was actually a really cool experience without <laughs> even That's having awesome. to do like a wrestling move. Yeah. Um, I mean they had they had the Link costume and the sword and everything. So. Um. And now I. I- want to talk about the new day oh my god i was just gonna like in my head new day has been like at the forefront of my brain of like how am i gonna sandwich talking about me too and i was like this seems like as good a time as any i caught an episode of raw um over like in december because i was uh staying at my significant other's brother's house and he works for espn so he literally had to watch it for work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, sorry, guys, got to throw on this episode of Raw. <laughs> oh, so hard. Well, yeah, life. like, uh, it's <laughs> weird. His life is, like, so weird. Um, so I was like, we were like, okay, whatever, sure. And these guys came out, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Who are these perfect unicorns? They, oh, I freaking... <laughs> I think recently on the podcast that I do with Jen Littlewood called WWE The People. Uh, Where can you find that podcast? My uh, plug time. Um, she asked me to go through my WWE crushes, and uh, two out of the three were two members of the New Day. Like they're <laughs> incredible. And uh, Xavier was just tweeting about headquarters. He was just in town, you know, for Raw, oh. and it was like, can you imagine running into him at headquarters? No, I can. It would be great. That's crazy. <laughs> so the name sounds like a cult, but their outfits they're indescribable. I I, I don't have a way like, to. They. Yeah. It seems like. Gosh, I just the vests, uh, shorts. Here's uh, here's what I can tell you about the new day. They came to Vince and said, "We're looking to have sort of a new 
gimmick, um, you know, some kind of like positive role model gimmick. And there's been a long history of kind of racist bits with people of color in the WWE. Like, that's no secret. What? And <laughs> Vince was like, oh, An institution having uh, ongoing racism over the years? What are the a odds? billionaire white man? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, his idea for them was to be these kind of like, you know, racist, like, pastor characters. Like, oh, positive, but you're going to be like black church leaders oh, and that's lame. what you're gonna do but what happened was they took this kind of dumb gimmick idea and just spun it into the most magical like we're at the point now where the new day is just themselves it seems like but these heightened versions of like yeah. really funny like they're i guess heels but like everybody loves them so much that it's like you can't tell Xavier plays a trombone like just <laughs> out of nowhere during matches they have the unicorns like they they can be on the mic for ten minutes and it's it's good the whole way through. Yeah, with Kofi with is has always had the most fantastic, at least over the couple of years, the Royal Rumble bits yep. of like, how are Kofi's feet not going to hit the floor? And he like one time he like did a handstand walk around the ring and like if you have it's always fantastic. Once he landed on a passing party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And they carried him around the ring and put him back in. Like, Ugh. it was a cartoon. <laughs> also, can we talk about Kofi Kingston's chest for a moment? That if man we can talk the most, about Big E's. He has the most odd-shaped pecs I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. At the show, there was a big table of resale wrestling figurines, and somebody picked up the Kofi Kingston one and was like, his chest doesn't look right. This these pecs look way too regular, like the other wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, and also Biggie does this little thigh dance uh, every time they win. That's just, I mean, look up some vines of that because yeah. there is a whole movement of like putting the New Day dance to other music, and I could really watch those for as long <laughs> as a feature-length film. And not get tired of them. <laughs> This is incredible. And current uh, tag team champs, correct? Yes, and I hope that never changes. Mm. So are two of the three, or is there like a three-way? Xavier isn't usually in there. He's usually out on the sidelines playing the trombone and heckling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these guys sound incredible. Like a Dude, perfect manager of sorts. Yeah. Like, I... If, if people were like on the fence about getting back into wrestling or something or like have never paid witness to it or anything, I would point them to New Day immediately and yeah, just be like they're, they have some backstage bits like any of their bits. Oh, and Xavier runs like this wonderful video gaming channel on YouTube and it's just him and wrestlers playing video games and chatting and Amazing. it's one of it's great Ugh. like the Miz is on there. They had a big rivalry for like one of his belts. If he could beat Xavier in Street Fighter, and like he lost, and he had to like unscrew the belt from his wall and give it to him. Like it was this great saga. That's amazing. Fuck the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only Miz fan here? Uh, no, Stephen Winchell is. That's like maybe his favorite wrestler. He's, I think. I mean, he's got the physique. He's an Ohio kid. Like, I mean, he knows he, what he's doing. He gets. He's in. Yes. He, yeah. yeah. He absolutely gets. He's like a douchebag Johnny right. Cage. Right. But that doesn't mean you I guys, have to like him. Yeah. That's There's fair. one uh, wrestler that I really absolutely don't like a hundred percent. I don't know who likes Ryback. I don't know why anyone likes oh, Ryback. Ugh. I think he's the absolute worst. The people who chant feed me more. He's like, he's this toothy, overgrown baby man that seems like he's so pumped full of steroids mm -hmm. that he can't think or talk straight. He, he's, he's the <laughs> carbon. He, no, he is. He's the carbon copy fourth generation Xerox of Goldberg. Yeah, it's like somebody like got had a ditto of Goldberg and has just been using yeah. it too many times. Oh. Now you can barely read it, and you're like, why do we have this worksheet from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> you know how you make a copy of a copy and it doesn't come out yeah, quite as sharp as the original? for sure <laughs> looks like a... Uh, he just looks like a big toe in a unitard. <laughs> and like... <laughs> his, he, <laughs> It's not like his oh, mic skills. 
<laughs> I want that on his shirt. It's not like his mic skills are that good that put him over the top. It's not like he's technically a good wrestler. No. He's big. Like, There's a great um, moment that my boyfriend pointed out to me where he starts a promo. He's being interviewed by Renee Young, and he just starts off by going, the big guy. oh man everyone hates that guy at the office who tries to coin his own nickname (laughs) (laughs) and he is that guy do we know he who he's wrestling at mania it's like i don't care any of the matches like i feel sorry for whoever he's fighting (laughs) cm punk went off about him on uh colt cabana's podcast basically being like he's not careful He's pumped full of steroids. He's a bad man. Like he was. Like he wrestles stiff, and he's just kind of uh, well. All that reads, so that makes sense. He looks like he doesn't even have enough flexibility to wipe his own ass. Like I don't know exactly how he's gonna be (laughs) jumping around the ring. This says uh, from like less than a day ago that it might be Callisto. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) They need to do. They do need to do a better job with Callisto. Um, speaking of do a better job, mm. I'd like to talk about the divas, yes, which yes, uh, yes. by the name alone, you can tell that it's not quite progressed to where we're taking it entirely <laughs> seriously, but they For are sure. making strides to make it better. And I do think that the women's division is like raising the bar as, from where it was. Um, I will give some background on where it was when I was watching the WWE, uh, uh, then the WWF divas. Um, were very much their own thing. There was the ladies' championship belt, which was routinely passed around between, like, two or three wrestlers. Sure. Um, like, Lita was always fantastic. Sure, Miss Conge- Congeniality, mm-hmm. if you're an ECW fan. Um, uh, Trish Stratus eventually got to the point where she was, like, routinely in the championship hunt. There was um, Victoria... I remember yeah. in her her shtick, she was like a really good technical wrestler. So the way that they sold her to the audience was that she was crazy. She's a crazy lady, <laughs> um, which, you know, don't be threatened. She's just a crazy lady. Um, but then there was like Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson, and they were mostly known for like doing calendar photo shoots then and being managers and escorting other superstars to the ring more than anything but they also had still happens i mean that's not that different but they were at at that point they also had the ninth wonder of the world china yes oh yeah yeah but she also broke off and was winning like the ic title at one point like because the women just weren't enough of a challenge for her and they were trying to put her over plus she's in dx so she was going to get put over anyways yeah yeah. But yeah, there, well, there weren't a lot of great like actual wrestlers at the time. No, but there are See, now. What we have now is because of NXT, which is Triple H's like thing that he does. Yeah. Like he's a COO, but like you can tell that like he puts his heart and soul into this kind of like WWE sort of farming program, but it it's become its own entity of really wonderful storylines, really great wrestlers. Like a lot of the people that everyone loves came from NXT shield you got Kevin Owens you've got Sami Zayn Finn Balor uh in terms of the women Charlotte Ric Flair's daughter is yes. one of my favorite wrestlers yes of all time Woo. uh Bailey's wonderful Sasha's wonderful Becky Lynch is great uh and they're kind of taking over what was run sort of mostly by the Bella twins who are like fine but there's yeah, something I remember really magic about like when matches. like the Sasha Bailey matches are some of the best matches like when you get into it. Like wow. these girls are they want it. They've been working really hard. They have their own personalities. They're good role models in their own different ways. To, like they all have different gimmicks, but like they're they're bringing women into wrestling in a way that they haven't been brought into in a long time, if ever like that in like that scope. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so there, the uh, match at WrestleMania, there's going to be a triple threat match mm-hmm. uh, for the Divas title with uh, sh- the aforementioned Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. Which is great because they're all wonderful. I just hope they don't do anything weird. Like in the last pay-per-view, uh, 
Ric Flair kissed Becky for no reason and nobody acknowledged it and nobody was like, hey, don't do that, you filthy old man. Like, no, especially like it's, like it's his daughter is all, like part it's of like it. It's like a dad kissing your friend at a sleepover. Like it was just so weird and so creepy. And it's like, no. I get that he's Ric Flair, but like Ooh. also think about the message that you're putting out by you know doing that like it's weird and not punishing him for it like somebody should have ddt'd him yeah Yeah. if you're gonna do things like that there have to be consequences yeah repercussions we we know that as improvisers (laughs) i mean yeah he is the kiss dealing wheeling dealing son of a i mean jet flying yeah limousine Uh, ride like that's the thing is like he was charlotte have her time (laughs) (laughs) yeah rick uh you're in debt buddy why don't you leave that one alone <laughs> Any other like? F- well, there, I think I, uh, I want to say that I think Kevin Owens is wonderful. Um, he and Dean Ambrose had a tables match, which was just incredible. Because there's like certain people that come into the WWE and they bring themselves like who they were before they got on TV. And I think there are some people who just kind of become like the WWE person. Like I feel like Sheamus has never really stood out to me as somebody exceptional. And no, um, there are, there are a lot of people kind of like that, but then you see like Dean Ambrose come in and like, he has this energy, you know, whatever match he's in, he's throwing his whole self into it. And like Kevin Owens is like that. And Sami Zayn, like a lot of the NXT people who've kind of fought their way up, but then come in with this, like, hey, this is who I am, and I'm bringing this to you, rather than, like, okay, I finally made it. Let me do whatever you want me to do, Vince. I mean, Brian had that. I mean, a lot of the great ones had that. CM Punk had that as well. Yes. That I don't – you can stick something on me. Like, The Rock had that as well, where it was, like, the Rocky Mayavea, his first uh, gimmick that he had was garbage. And then yep. he was kinda... It was like that was the alternative of like he could have stuck with that and like, well, that's what Vince wants. I'm a strong man who's nice. Yeah. But like as soon as he got on the mic as a heel, it was like, whoa. Yeah, this exactly. Is amazing. And Steve Austin, too. I mean, Hollywood. Really, like, yeah. are the people you remember. Daniel Bryan. Like, Steve Austin. They yeah. bring themselves to the craft and that's why they're so good. Also, I'd like to point out real quick that it is. Uh, March in 2016, which makes it 316. So it's Steve Yay. Austin month. Whoa. Everyone listen to his podcast. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I've heard about uh, his podcast before, like outside of wrestling circles. Mm-hmm. I've heard about his show. Yeah, it's really good. He's a nice, nice man who's <laughs> just very like funny and down to earth and just he really genuinely likes talking to people he likes getting to know what makes him tick and relating to them and like he's a good old he, boy. he's just yeah it's like you feel like you got invited to the back porch and you're just watching the sun go down and hearing everybody's thoughts on like their careers and likes and dislikes like it's very cool like yeah. as, soon, really as, soon cool. As, as soon as you stop recording we're all getting on four wheelers yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cracking just another one open <laughs> yeah give me a hell yeah uh, speaking yeah. of wrestling podcasts, you have yeah. mentioned that you have a couple. Uh, we definitely want couple. to help cross promote with all four of our listeners uh, to help <laughs> them find out about your show. Um, so I mentioned uh, WWE The People, and that's with me and Jennifer Littlewood, who lives in Toronto by way of England. So she has a wonderful accent, and you could listen to her talking about wrestling all day. Um, that's awesome. We do that really only when we are inspired to like if we both see a pay-per-view mm-hmm. that we freak out about or a raw or something we'll get it together and do you know podcast that's so um, funny and where can that be found that's on uh soundcloud and facebook you can just look for wwe the people great um and then there's a new podcast that i'm involved in that our first episode is going to be recorded on march 15th um so starting before wrestlemania as well and it's going to be me and marty DeRosa who has a podcast called Wrestling with Depression. He brings on wrestlers and comedians, all kinds of people, um, talks about, you know, depression and anxiety and issues like that. Um, But he really wanted to do a wrestling podcast. So it's he and I doing a podcast called Wrestling Without Depression. And Uh. uh, that's going to be on iTunes and all the official um, 
podcast places because so he funny. has it together. That's great. Yeah, Marty, uh, I've like seen him do stand-up. I've heard about uh, wrestling with depression. I've heard really good things about it. So I was really excited uh, when you mentioned that that was an upcoming project of yours. Oh, my. No one's more excited about this than I am. That's like, really, I really cool. Like, this isn't real, is it? Like, this yeah. is the best thing. Yeah, that's, that's really, really great. Um, any potential storylines that you're you're looking forward to or if if you could control where the oh, wwe don't goes don't get me started on this i want sheamus to be an evil leprechaun who interferes with everybody's matches and that's how i want him to make his name god that that's the best angle i've ever heard hilarious <laughs> that's like the, the only way that like people leprechaun from olden days you know like a mischievous wily smart yeah i also want them to introduce a large german comes in and sits on the bella twins <laughs> <laughs> can can she be named Brunhilda? I don't see why not. God. Perfect, I'm in. Sarah, why aren't you booking this? Seriously. I mean, I'm working my way. Up. Vin- <laughs> I'm doing everything I can. Vince Russo lives in Chicago, doesn't he? Can we can we get him on this? Yeah, see, uh, make some calls, do some Twitter. That's how I uh, I got the commentary position at Resistance Pro by making a joke tweet about how I wanted to do commentary. And Zach Thompson, bless his heart, oh, invited me to come out and try commentating. And so don't discount Twitter is the point of this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Zach Thompson, also one of the funniest people in Chicago, hands down. That guy's amazing. Incredibly funny, incredibly nice, uh, great wrestling fan, even better commentator. Like, um, Oh, I'm sure he's perfect. Check him out in anything he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there – a leprechaun character already introduced in mm. the world of WWE. Kind Hornswoggle is, I yes. believe, who you're referring like to. Like a like it was a, a small person yes. who was always like intentionally dirty and wearing green. Yes, sure. I think it was it was similar. I have a lot of ideas about you know giving him a lot of monologues about like what kind of rocks he has to protect and stuff like that. Was that his shtick? <laughs> That he's yeah. a protector of rocks. <laughs> like I, I'm reading an old Irish folk and fairy tales book right now, and I think that's where most of this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's true. I mean, like the racism in the WWE just ne- doesn't extend to people of minorities. The Irish are well involved. The Italians have had it as well. Like, really, anyone who can they, you know, like exploit via race, they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's. I mean. Until Vince falls, his empire is built on bad, bad ideals. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And, you know, I'm Irish. I'm fine with it. I don't know if anyone else is. I can only speak for myself. But, like, give us a better angle, buddy. Yeah, he's just very, very bland. Uh, and I think it's that kind of thing of, like, he was champion for a little while. And it was just like, don't mess it up there, buddy. And it's like, we could just do a complete, you know, like, wipe out, start over. Yeah, I mean... He also braids his beard, so maybe it's his own fault. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just Darwin. <laughs> um, any parting thoughts on WrestleMania? Uh, what do you think maybe, maybe some of the outcomes will be? So what's, what's the – Yeah, uh, we, got a, we got some of the matches that are official. Sarah, do you mind if we ask you, like, ask, list of matches yeah. and you can think say who you think is going to win? Yeah. In the Divas triple threat between Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks – uh, I would like to see Sasha win. Uh, she hasn't been around in a little while. She was out. Uh, she's wonderful, and I just kind of want to see if like that means Charlotte and Becky would have to team up. Like I don't know what they're teasing. I don't know where the storyline would go, but that would make for the strongest drama. Sure. Uh, the aforementioned Undertaker, Shane McMahon, in a Hell in the Cell match. Oof. I mean, if the Undertaker doesn't win, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh. That's super real. Uh, your boy, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar in a no-holds-barred street fight. Oh, man. I would love to see Dean win, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm going to be rooting for it till the day I die. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's real. And the championship match, as it sets right now, Roman Reigns versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You know, I would <laughs> I would really like to see Triple H retain. I don't think it's going <laughs> to happen, but I think that'd be really great. No, I, I think you're right. At this point, uh, Triple H is – I think he knows what his job is, and it's to put people over. And the E has been, been trying to put over Roman Reigns for what seems like forever now. 
Yeah, and like maybe we should just get sense. it over with, you know, yeah, and right. just let him be champion for a couple months, and then, you know, Seth can come back, and they'll duke it out again. One can only hope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's funny, because I think it was when you were describing Roman Reigns as just, like, kind of this corporate guy. I, I guess I didn't really fully realize that Triple H was still so heavily involved, or more maybe more accurately, so involved again. You can see his hand when it goes well. Like, I feel like he had a lot to do with the Royal Rumble, and that's why it was so good. But then when things don't really make sense, it feels more like that's Vince's hand. But that also could be me thinking too much about motivation <laughs> and not just watching it. Uh, do you know if uh, Triple H is still married to yes. Stephanie yes, McMahon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I love when they kiss. I love when they're on stage together. <laughs> they have three girls. Aww. For yes. the record, in in the story of the WWE universe, uh, they were married at a uh, drive-through <laughs> chapel while she was passed out. Yeah, that's yeah. my era. It was of... terrible, and that's his daughter. Like that's the owner of the company's yeah. daughter. He made her do that. Like shame on you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting in a, some room at the beginning of the year, and they were like, "Yeah, this is the story that we're, we we want to go with. This is this is what we want to do. It'll be yeah, perfect." Yeah, very bad. If you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. The annulment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and totally schooling us, Sarah. I love that uh, you have, you know, faves. And uh, I think you just Crushes. really, yeah, I think you really uh, represent, uh, like, what a wrestling fan looks like personally, you know. It's, a, it's supposed to be about who you like watching and who you aren't interested in, and I think uh, you brought that to the table today for sure. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. You guys are a total blast to talk to about wrestling. I could do this for several more hours. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll stop recording. I'm running out of uh, memory on my computer, but I think we'll, we'll keep the conversation going. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, what? Hell yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank you, guys. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, boys, we talked to a lot of wrestlers, likes, dislikes. Who do you think would be the wrestler that you would want to become and embody and take over their career and why? John Cena. Like, I'm not crazy about him, and I don't think he's a particularly interesting wrestler. No. I mean, John Cena or The Rock, those guys just can do pretty much whatever they want. They've just been given blank checks by popular culture to make movies and do TV and reality. And John Cena also holds the world record for the most Make-A-Wishes yeah. fulfilled. Like, Yeah. No, that's really? real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> On the yeah. other That's really awesome. Yeah. On the other side of that, The Rock's Ballers is the second highest rated HBO comedy. Wow. Behind Sex in the City. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Second highest rated comedy. Behind Sex in the City? Yeah. And what are what other HBO comedies have there been? Oh, Arliss? Okay, Veep, yeah, yeah. one of the best comedies on television Dude, right now. Silicon Valley's fantastic. Also one of the best comedies on television right now. All right, Snark with John. Uh, <laughs> they beat Entourage. Like Yeah, well, know. I mean But like that's good. <laughs> no, for sure, but I mean you would think. Uh my favorite uh or who I would want to embody is uh Mr. Four Twenty, the whole fucking show. Rob Van Dam. Uh, the guy just looks like he's having fun out there. Just uh, in shape, grass-smoking boy from Battle Creek, Michigan, doing what he can. I got to go Rob Van Dam. I didn't know he was 420 friendly. Oh, dude. He's, he's literally Mr. 420. One of his singlets in ECW had a uh, 
pot leaf over a uh, yin yang symbol with like dragons and stuff on it, it would have been right up your alley. Yeah, um, I don't. I my interest in wrestling and my interest in recreational cannabis never crossed. I believe. Oh, buddy, they they one faded out is one faded in. Mm, well, <laughs> they or you they could both. say they cross faded. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way, what would be your personal finishing move as a wrestler? I would look like I fell asleep on the on the mat face up. You mean face down. And then when he tries to uh, flip me over to pin me, I'll small cradle him. Small package him. Yeah, uh, but you'd have to call it like the possum blossom or something because it's <laughs> a fake out and then a quick package. Absolutely, that's exactly what it'll be. Uh, mine, I... I know the setup I want to do, and it's a really underused move in wrestling at this point. It would be a monkey flip setup. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, should I go into this? Yeah. It is a kick to the. St- I jump. I would jump, kick them in the stomach with both feet, grab their hands, fall to my back, and flip them over. From then, when they're stunned and dazed on the ground, I guess I would go into... Yeah, I'm going to take it from Rob Van Dam and go up to the top rope and do a frog splash off of the top rope, and it's going to be the monkey frog finisher. (laughs) Love it. For some reason, I can very easily picture you doing a frog splash. (laughs) Yeah. With the pump and everything. Yeah, just big shit-eating grin on my face. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. Well, as we excitedly covered earlier, the MLS just started back. The World Cup is this summer. How are you guys going to find space in your lives to care? Um, I'm thinking about just taking a lot of Xanax or something, so a lot of my interests fade into the background <laughs> and doing nothing but watching soccer and hoping that it somehow captures my attention. I plan to move in with a lot of British people who are big soccer fans already and then go the other way and eat nothing but Adderall. So I have no choice but to become very interested and focused upon it. All right. Love it. We'll see which one succeeds. Um, just medicate either way, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Stone, uh, stone sober. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to franchise tag anything in your life. What is it? So like we get to keep it forever mm-hmm. and it's for one ours. Year. Okay, for a, for a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With no questions asked though, can't get out. Tag along Girl Scout cookies. I don't care that they only come like I think it's fifteen to a package. Uh, I would if I could franchise tag tagalongs, franchise tagalongs. If I could franchise tagalongs, that's exactly what I would do. That's amazing. Um, I, maybe I would do, um, tag team champions new day. I would franchise (laughs) tag team them, uh, just so I I could keep them around and learn more about them. Dude, I'm totally on board for both of those (laughs) tags. I go tag those tags. (laughs) I'm tagging along and tag teaming all day. I think that's all we've got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to look at how um, hockey and basketball are coming down the pipe, finishing up, um, and a bunch of other soccer news, I'm sure. (laughs) I know that's what keeps bringing you guys back to us, so thank you. Yeah, thanks for keeping us on for all that hard-hitting world football news. And if you are listening, uh, thank you for actually doing that. We would love to hear from you. Please feel free to tweet at us at Joe. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook and subscribe to us and rate us on iTunes. That would mean a lot. I don't think anybody has done that yet. And I've had people tell me in person, face-to-face, that you are listening to this. So if you are and want to do that, it would be really cool. But if not, then I guess just keep listening because... We're not really in a position to demand anything. We're not. Thanks, Ted. We appreciate you listening every other week as our only fan. That means a lot, Ted. It's my Uncle Ted.
Yep. You know what? You know what? You ain't never been more right You ain't never been more right about you. You ain't never been more right about you. You ain't never been more right about you.